recording our audio. And then I'm going to push another button over here as we say hi to chat. Rusted all the way from Japan. And here we go. Tienes que poner el aire acondicionado. Quiere aire acondicionado. Este güey. Aquí está, mira. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 155 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. It's the longest-running used-to-be anthem podcast, but now we're carried on by two of the hosts because we like talking about games and random stuff, and we've been doing it for such a long time, we figured we might as well keep going, and so that's what we're going to decide to do. Through all the delays of all the video games, we will continue to talk about them. Through all the other things that happen in the world, we're going to continue to do this. So I am your host, Steve. I am here with my co-host, Mike, who is over there hanging out with Kylo Ren, the man himself. And it's actually very topical that Mike brought Kylo Ren with him because I think we have a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about. But first, before we do that, Mike, how are you? How's it going? What's going on over there? Uh... It's going well. Nothing much. That's not true. A lot has been happening. And that's a good thing. Um, kids are healthy. Family's healthy. We're going. We're doing. Have a little bit of... Have a few road bumps. Speed road bumps? I just came up with a new thing. Have a few speed bumps, but we're going to get over those, and it's going to be fine, and we're going to make it all work. So Because that's what we do. We're going to make it all work. That's what heroes do. Yep. All right. So we have... An estimated 189 days until Halo Infinite is released, which is one of the most anticipated releases for a lot of people. Michael, do you think Halo Infinite gets released this year, even though we are still continuing into a pandemic with all the really the delays that have been happening? Do you think Halo Infinite drops in 2021? I don't think so. It, it Everything has been pushed back um, because of obvious reasons and and i don't see why halo infinite would be any different um i would be surprised if it drops this year it'd be cool if it drops this year um but but i'm gonna you know just following all the other trends that we've experienced and say no for no other reason than everything else seems like it's being delayed it's a easy it's a it's easier to bet that way than to say yes it's gonna get released it would be it would be right i'm i'm I don't know if that's called hedging your bet, but probably I'm I'm going on that side. Rusted in chat says waiting on the Amazon New World MMO, but with no time to play it. I think that's one of the big problems. Wow. All these games that are being released, but no time to play. Uh, especially new MMO. A new MMO scares me. So props to Rusted. We'll have to get some feedback from Rusted once he plays it. Tells us how it is. I know that there are a lot of people excited about the New World MMO. I'm terrified to jump into another MMO. I don't know if I will ever well again. I think they're a lot of fun. They're very addicting. But I don't know. Maybe if like the right franchise came around and said, hey, here's an MMO in the... You know which one would get me to play an MMO? Like, I think a Pokemon MMO would be the greatest thing. As long as Game Freak Pokemon? didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine like you're out there, you're seeing Pokemans in the wild, you're catching them. Then you see some random dude walking across there and you're like... It's time to battle, and then you throw your balls at each other. And um, isn't wasn't that the old point of uh, Pokemon Go? No, Pokemon Go, you had to do this weird thing where you like got outside and like walked around. You had to be outside <laughs> to in the world. Yeah, got well, fresh air, got vitamin D. Uh, how dare them? You had to get this thing called exercise. I'm not sure what that was all <laughs> about. Um, 
so let's see. Rusted says the betas I've looked into look promising. Sir Medieval has much better in-depth reviews, but I think they've finally gotten the resource gathering crafting model right. And I'll have to look into that because I think that's one of the things that is tough to do in an MMO or in any RPG is to nail down how you do your gathering and your crafting. Because like we say all the time, your crafting either becomes useless towards the end game or it becomes too overpowered. So there's always that weird thing of like, what do you do? I played an MMO called Wakfu. Wakfu is a French made cartoon. I don't know if it was a game first or a cartoon. Anyway, I played that MMO and it was like, that was the game was like crafting in Wakfu. Um, yeah. I would just like go around and I would farm all these little nodes and get minerals off of them. And then I'd sell them to players online. It was, it was a pretty interesting game. Pretty fun. I did that for a little bit. I think I broke because this was still in the beta and I think I earned too much money to the point where I was like just giving gold away because I'm like, I don't know what to do now. So, um, it'll be interesting to see the new world MMO. And especially because when we don't have a lot of MMOs that are like trying to compete in the MMO space anymore, especially after World of Warcraft has been there for so long. Um, RuneScape, we know has been there for 20 years. We talked about RuneScape last time. Talked about it last time, huh? It's one of those things where everyone was like, hey, this is going to be the WoW killer. We talk about Lineage, Lineage 2, a lot of Korean MMOs that are still coming out. We talk about the Warhammer MMO that was out for a little bit. I, I think they are still out. There was the Lord of the Rings MMO. I think that's still out. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I think that one is still going strong too. And I'm surprised, Mike, you love the Lord of the Rings franchise. I'm surprised you would did not get into the Lord of the Rings MMO because I thought figured that would be your jam. Um, let's see. Let's see if it's up. Let's see if it's up. No, it says the the new Lord of the Rings is coming soon. Lord of the Rings MMO. What? Um, yeah, it says it's coming soon. What about the old one? The free-to-play Lord of the Rings MMO developed by Athlon Games and Amazon to be published by Amazon outside of China looks to be coming in 2022. So let's see, where's the current one that is going where is the on? Current one? The yeah. Lord of the Rings Online, which is... Yeah, it's still going on right now. It's called it's Lord of the Rings Online. Lotro. Yep, Lotro. And you can play yeah. it for free. So that's still a thing that you can do. Um, so Russ is, is spoiling our discussion in the chat, saying the Ubisoft Massive are doing a Star Wars game, apparently. We will be talking more about that as the show goes on, because that's a pretty big piece of news. But before we do that, we should thank our patrons who have supported us for a very long time. So let's thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H, The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedron. Thank you so much for your continued support of the Freelancer Codex. Why you support us, we will never know. But we do appreciate it. <laughs> so thank you for that. So do you think that they remember they still support us? That that's the thing. Every time I do like this read, <laughs> like I'm like, if they are still listening somehow and they hear this, will they be like, oh yeah, I need to go cancel that because why am I still paying for this? So it's like a gamble every time we do this, so that they either go in and they cancel it or they just kind of leave it up there. So um yeah. So before we continue on into all that news, I somehow managed to delete the entire show notes. That's bad. Oh, there it is. Uh, Mike, what, yeah, that's what have you been up to? So I've got a few stories that that have um, that I'm going through. I have a few experiences that I'm experiencing in my life. Hit us with it. Um, 
you know how appliances always break like at the right time where you have like you know money saved up and oh, yeah. time available and money saved up that's plans? a funny thing yeah so this week i actually had to help replace a dishwasher not my dishwasher thankfully uh, my brother-in-law's dishwasher kind of went kaput on him so he called me up he called you out what the problem he didn't was. call me yeah yeah which brother-in-law um we don't need to get into that um all right yeah but so i had to take a dishwasher out take it apart get under it find where the water's coming from because of it because it leaks water and so we found out that there's a broken brass fitting around the heating element that had to be replaced and ordered there we seem to think that the drain was clogged with who knows what and and was building up water in the tub that would not drain so it would go out the door so we had to order new door seals and clean out that drain parts have gotten here so i'll be replacing and helping fix a dishwasher tomorrow which i don't mind at all i, I like getting down and working with my hands spoiler it's, it's alert fun to do um dishwasher what? drains need to be cleaned out and you should, when you see pulling water, that should be a sign of something needs to be done and not just left but, there. But here's another spoiler alert. Dishwashers do not have built-in disposals. No, they them. don't. Um, like, like, you can't just throw dishes in there and go, you'll be washed when you get out. That's not how it works. Like, there's a, there's a rinse process yeah. that has to happen. Do you remember those right? commercials? Because you and I both sold dishwashers at one point, And they're like, you can put an entire cake in here and it'll disappear. And you're like, you liars. You cannot do that. <laughs> you, you cannot do it, nor should you. That's, no. that's not what it's for. Why right? are you getting that's rid of the cake? Rusted says, Mike, you sound pretty handy. When you're done there, my house could use some fix-its here and there you know what like like if i could and had the ability i'd love to visit japan i think it would be really fun it would be my first time outside of the country so um you're gonna have to pick me up at the airport <laughs> yeah. and teach no. me all the things and all the ways and and i'll do it man i will i will come down i'm i'm a good pretty good electrician i'm a decent plumber and and i've built quite a few things um, I really like working with wood, and it's it's fun for me. And you and like working wood. Working with is tools, that what you yeah, like to do? Um, it's it's fun. I love the tools, um, and and it's fun for me to do. I I definitely when I need to take a break from everything else, I go into the garage and I and start work working. The wood. And, um, and I do. And I you're just you're that guy. Yep. And you then it up, getting back to it. my appliance story, my front load washer um stopped working on me because appliances they just start working and then they stop working you the know they work fine and then all of a sudden they stop and it's just so dumb right i agree and this and this one i could not fix on my own i tried and and did all the googles and searched and this and and but i did happen to learn a few new tricks today when the when the appliance guy actually ended up coming over I know how to put um, a washer, a Whirlpool brand washer, at least in um, diagnostic mode and read the error codes. And, and so that's that's definitely a, a piece of information that I'm going to keep with me. Um, again, is another thing that I like doing. I like learning about stuff like that. But come to find out the main control board is out because main control boards just go out, apparently. Yeah, that's totally I'm a thing little, they do. 
Yeah, I'm a little suspect about that because because there was nothing that that should have caused it to do that, right? We don't dance on the washer. We don't punch it. We don't. We had no power surges or anything. You so. don't try to flash the BIOS of the washer to upload firmware. Um, Phaedron says he's also having problems with his dishwasher and can't figure it out. I suggest DMing Mike in the Discord because apparently brother-in-laws have to call Mike instead of, you know, someone that... I, whatever. Whatever. It's cool. Just fix a bunch of dishwashers, we'll, we'll, spend a lot of time with appliances. It's all you good. Can, you can come with me tomorrow to fix it. There. We'll, no, we'll get it in that no, way. No. Nope. Nope. Now it's by principle. I will not go help them finish their dishwasher if they're putting oh, full that's... food down there. So... That's funny. I have I have more stuff to tell you off air. We okay. won't we won't do that to someone on air. Um, yeah, I would definitely hit me up. I'll do what I can. Um, I'll do what I can to help. It's with dishwashers. It seems like it's usually something simple that you're like you smack yourself in the head, going, "Oh, I knew I knew I should have done that." So yeah. Tell so your anyway, back to, to the back to the washer. The um, Main control board's out. I had to get the part ordered. And of course, what the guy tells me is it's, it's a special order part that is made when you need it. Like they have no back stock of it. And I'm like, are you being serious? Anyway. Yeah. Print up that PCB found, for me. Get all those circuit <laughs> yeah. breakers and switches and ohms. He, he found one online for me for 360 bucks. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I find the part number and I get online and YouTube, or not YouTube, uh, eBay has one for 160 bucks. But um, we're going to try to go through the warranty process because, you know, it might still be under warranty. So we're going to try that. But, you know, like I say, they never appliances never break down at the right time. There's never a good time to to have an appliance breakdown. So so just as a here's the old man in me, not that not the old only old men know how to do this, but definitely keep some pennies locked away. That was definitely an old man saying have a reserve. Right. Have a reserve have fund some, where you have can some Bitcoin stashed away somewhere. Have some Bitcoin stashed away. I yeah. I do need to. I have an old computer. I need to open up a hard drive oh. and see if anybody's been mining Bitcoin on it. So, Mike, speaking of Bitcoin, we'll since we're talking yeah. about Bitcoin, so for some reason I have two of Devin's old GPUs. I have two 980 Ti's, and I'm like, these are yeah. sitting here. Some of the fans went out because I used it when my uh, 2080 Ti bit the dust when we played Anthem for 46 hours straight. So I was like, yeah, oh I crap. Devin's like, hey man, here, you can use this. It'll still run it. Even though I was like super stoked to be playing Anthem like with the best possible like things ever. And then it just dies on me. Anyway, so that card died and I just replaced the fans on it. I'm like, I could use these and I could start mining some Bitcoin and I could just yeah. go leave it in my cellar, let it run, and I could just become rich overnight because I think that's how Bitcoin works. So you and I will talk, it, it, and we'll go mine some If it doesn't, that's how it should work. Yeah, exactly. Right? I should just be able to plug in my old machine, and and those little miners inside will do what they do, right? Because because the internet is a magical place anyway, and who knows what goes on in there. I yeah. definitely think I need to do more research on what Bitcoin is. I agree. Rusted says he hesitated on Bitcoin at $8,000, hoping for another drop towards 4000 and missed out because now it's like, what, at $172 billion per coin? Something like that? No, it's not. It's not that high. It's like, it's high. It's, it's 30, 37. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Bitcoin is trading at... Wait for it. Oh, I'm totally waiting for it. Bitcoin is trading at $37,228.75. A coin, a share, uh, 
I actually don't know how to read this. It's a coin. You get this then. Yeah. Yeah, I just have a number flashing in front of me that's 37,000. Anyway, yeah, that's a lot. So we'll start mining some Bitcoin off of Devin's GPU since I don't think he remembers that I have them. So. Um, well, and since he doesn't, you, listen, yeah. So, so yeah. Since he so doesn't listen that. to the show anyway. So definitely, definitely prepare. Like, like keep a rainy day fund. That's my that's my PSA for the for the week. Um, and then, is it so my turn? I'm still gonna go mm-hmm. because I'm really excited for this one because um, I started something new with my oldest boy. He turned 12 in November, and we started watching The Lord of the Rings. What? I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And he is super, super excited and super stoked. And I and I'm having a lot of fun watching it with him for his first time. Um, He definitely has his favorite characters. Um, He definitely is definitely into the story. We're going with the extended editions because really, is there anything else? There's and I can't and I've forgotten how much I enjoy the extended editions and just the added stuff of what's on there. And just super excited. We are through the two towers. We are getting ready for the weekend to start um, Return of the King. Can't do it during school days because, you know, it's long. (laughs) And he has to wake up on time. So definitely excited for that. He definitely is not a fan of Golem. No, I can't imagine he Um, would be. And I'm a little bit nervous for when, um, because at the beginning of... of, um, Return of the King, if you'll remember, is a is intense backstory on Mr. Golem. So yeah, that's so we'll have rough. to see how that goes. So I'm ex- I'm a, I'm jealous. Like when Logan turns twelve, I think we're gonna do the same thing, just cause. Yeah. So I like this just because that's cool. You get to like share with your son. That's cool. It is fun, and he's excited for it. I uh, he came in the other night and asked us, "Do we have Lord of the Rings, the books?" I'm like, "Well, we don't, but we have the Hobbit." So I gave him the Hobbit. He's gonna read the Hobbit. Um, I know it's not the same, but no, I, I think so. it's a, I think it's a good intro because I've never read Lord of the Rings, but but I've heard that it is a hard read, and and I'm sure that that Kai is up to the task. I just actually don't own the book, so I may have to go out and go get the books. I, I think The Hobbit will be good. The Hobbit is written very differently from the yeah. um, from the trilogy, but I I was never able to get through the trilogy, like. If Kai can get through the Hobbit, which he should be able to, it's it's very short in comparison. Yeah. Then he'll have a good time. I don't think he needs to go out and read Lord of the Rings because that's just that's some heavy stuff, man. That's some. It, if you want to read descriptions about doors, then that is the place to go read descriptions about doors. So well, and you know what? Like like I'm okay with that because doors are cool. Yeah, doors are so cool. We should devote <laughs> chapters and chapters about doors. So what else you got? And so. My youngest, so switching from my oldest to my youngest, my youngest loves board games and she loves playing board games. And right after she's done with her preschool Zoom conference call, she says, Dad, can we play a game in the hall? Uh, Because we keep our board games in the in the linen closet in our hallway. And so that's what she says. Can we play a game in the hall? And I say, yes, we can play a game in the hall. And for the longest time, it was Jenga. And we would get through maybe three turns each of Jenga. And then somehow the tower would fall over and she would laugh. And I would kind of go, oh, that's funny. But after the 150th time, you're like, oh, man, I would just love to be able to get through this game a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I ended up picking up Connect 4. 
And that's the game that we are playing currently. Connect well, that's four. a good game. Play the new game, Connect Four. And that's not a terrible game, right? It teaches, it teaches um, problem teaches solving. You how to connect. It teaches strategy, teaches, you know, basic rules of how to do this. No, you, you got to get four of these in a row, you know, so... So I'm super excited. She's super excited. I like playing. I like playing that with her. So are you letting her win, or are you just like, hey, if you're gonna win no, these games, I am, you need no, to I learn. Don't, I don't let anybody win. Good. That's yeah, how you I am be. not. I am not okay with that. I'm like, no, you want to play? Then we're gonna play, and you're gonna do this right, and we're gonna play. And you're if you're gonna win, then you're gonna win. So but you, if not, uh, sorry, quit crying, kid. So you just dunk on her all the time. It's like, oh, take that, little kid. All the time. I'm like, you didn't get four in a row here, so you're out. Sorry. Best try next time. <laughs> that was mean. Yeah, I totally understand. But yeah. So it's super fun, though. We love playing it. I actually, um, today we got we got Monopoly. Um, the kids are pretty excited to play that. And I'm excited because I got a pretty sweet, a, a pretty sweet version it's the rustic version of Monopoly, which comes in a in a really nice wood box, and and is the uh, hotels and the houses are uh, made out of wood, and and again back to the wood, right? And they're made out of wood, and they have just like a very cowboyish western type feel. Comes in a really nice um, wood box to keep everything inside and intact and without breaking up and just kind of a classier type than the cardboard box so i'm actually really excited for that really excited to play monopoly with the kids and dunk on them because man i know some pretty sweet tricks and the game of monopoly is still terrible no matter how you it's package not it. terrible it's great yeah I'm it sure. is great i'm excited yeah. to hear more about your stories yeah so it's fun it's fun and then the last thing I got going on, the last little thing about me, I know I'm taking up a bunch of time. Hopefully you're recording time, time stamps down. I totally am. Um, Mike oh, is I at love it. 47 minutes. Oh, geez. Um, so this month is my birthday month. Yay, happy birthday. And Steve and Scout from Discord has talked me into trying VR. So I've got an Oculus coming, and it should be here on Friday. And we're going to do an unboxing and kind of the first playthrough. Cue it up. Uh, Beat Saber, I hear, is the way to go. So we're going to try some Beat Saber. There's a few Star Wars games that I want the boys to try. And I'm going to experiment with, with some of the other stuff that's out there. There's a. It's called, um, oh shoot, the name flies out of my head. Population Missed. 1. Oh, yep. Yeah, Population 1. I want to try that one. It's a Battle Royale type shooter. And then Steve said Miss, so Miss would be cool too. So... Excited for that. And that's the Oculus Quest 2. So you can go wireless, you can go wired, you get the best of both worlds, except you have to sign up for Facebook and they'll take all your data. Other than that, you're yeah. good to go. They have a, I think, unfortunately, they already have all my data. It's It'd be true, nice if do. I could get it back from them. You think you can buy it back from them? Probably not. I, I have to buy back my own stuff? Yeah. Whatever. Cool. Is that what you got? Whatever. That sounds anyway, like a lot of stuff, man. So that's I'm excited what I, for you. So, so that's, what I've, that's what I got going on. Not a whole lot of stuff. Not a whole lot of exciting stuff, maybe, but, but stuff that keeps me going. And so excited I, for that. I'm excited that you're excited to play video games again, since it seems like you've Steve, just I'm kind gonna, of been I'm like... I'm going to tell you something really weird, because this, this really is no joke, right? But, but last night, I had a dream about VR. 
that's weird. Like, like I remember, I remember this dream distinctly. So, so it may have been like a lucid type thing early this morning, but, but we were at like an EA play type thing. Yeah. And the game that we were trying that was all VR was Transformers meets Lego. And I remember it because Optimus Prime was a character, but when he like flew past me behind him, I saw like the backside of a, of a Lego plate. Right. So you could tell it was Legos and it was just, it was just really weird that that's what I dreamt. And and I, it was a, it was a, it was a shooter type. And I remember going through all that. And it was funny because, because I remember handing over the, the headset to my wife and then making like another little, a little kid cry because he thought it was his turn and like he was next in line. And like, I, I very vividly remember that. That's probably not from like your dreams. That's just from an experience you had that you're like <laughs> conflating into your dreams. Like, sorry, kid, like you don't get a turn if you ask me if you want to turn. You know, like having a Lego Transformers game would be pretty cool. I, you know what? Maybe I should have, maybe I should not have said that and like kept that under my hat and kind of marketed that a little bit. Um, those Lego games sell a lot. And to have a Transformers one would be pretty cool, I think. Yeah, so. it would. I think. I mean, anyway, it was, it's very interesting to me that that's what I dreamt. So that is really weird. I'm ex- like I said, I'm excited that you're excited to play games again. So, all right. I'm going to timestamp this and I'm going to talk about a couple things that I've been doing before we get into the news. So, I finished the first draft of my book. So, awesome. I cranked that thing out. It took me about two months and a half to write like, around 90,000 words. I put a story down. In terms of like if I was building a sculpture out of clay, I have the sculpture like blocked out. I know what it is going to be, and now I just need to go in and remove stuff that doesn't need to be there, fix things that need to be fixed, and then I'm eventually going to have a book that ori- originally it's like, hey, I'm going to write this for my son, and that's kind of what the uh, the impetus of me writing a book is. So I'm going to get that done. I'm going to have a book. And then if other people want to read it, I am more than glad to let other people read it and just kind of go from there. So I've got what that if other done. people don't want to read it? Then I'll say, screw you, other people. <laughs> and then um, I've been cyberpunking. I'm about to finish the mainline story for cyberpunk. I'm keeping up with my playthrough with uh, MinMax Podcast. So that'll be ending pretty soon. And that should be ending in time for Medium to come out, which will be the next game that I am planning on playing through Game Pass. I've already got that pre-installed, so I'm excited for that. Everyone's saying that's probably like a 10-hour playthrough, so it's a pretty short game, but I'm excited to experience it. And then debating on whether I play Hitman 3 or if you're getting VR, then we just try a bunch of VR experiences and see how many of them make us sick and make us throw up because there's a lot of cool things that a lot of cool VR stuff out there that we haven't played yet. Because I, I actually and that's really... the way to do it, right? Do it to make you sick. Man, playing Star Wars Squadrons that one time, like I almost lost it, man. That was tough. Like I was good. <laughs> if I can just like stay on a flat plane, I was doing pretty good. But when I started barrel rolling and spinning around, like I almost lost it. That was not so good. So other sure than that, wasn't. so Cyberpunk gonna be finishing that up. Gonna continue doing my writing. I watched Tenet. Mike, have you watched Christopher Nolan's Tenet? Steve, I I am going to um, very, very soon. It's one that I want to watch with Nicole. I've heard good things about it, but but you tell us about it. 
dude without so, spoiling it because i'm gonna go watch it so you can't like spoil so it. i'm really scared to like tell you about this movie and be like dude you got to go watch it because usually when i tell you to go watch a movie you like end up hating it for some reason and then your wife doesn't talk to me for months because you guys watched a movie i suggested so mad max fury road i don't, there's no there's no like I, I can't help you if you did not like fury road <laughs> like there's no helping you like why are we even doing this show together like i'll go do this show with my with my brother-in-law who has a bad dishwasher <laughs> instead of you who did not like that movie there's like i don't understand how you can not enjoy that movie it's like a car it's, it's a chase scene through the entire movie like what is not to like about I, that i couldn't do it man and he had a baby brother and he was perfect in every way like, uh, i can't do it you can't couldn't do it couldn't everyone do it. in chat I, please tell so, mike if he's crazy so for not liking I have the movie heard, i have actually heard great things about tenant um, Christopher Nolan just seems to do a lot of really good things. Uh, Dark Knight trilogy was great. Um, I even I really liked Inception. One of the best um, movies ever made, or so I heard from this podcast. Inception. <laughs> Rusted says it's very mediocre. Inception especially, is me mediocre. No, he's so, talking about Mad Max Fury Road, especially as it's a remake of a much better classic. Rusted, I am disappointed. You have ties to Australia, <laughs> where the movie originated, and you are saying it's mediocre. I can't talk to either you or Michael now because of your dislike of Fury Road. Man, that I don't know. I mean, like we were awake when we watched it, so it's, yeah, I man, was it was too. rough. It was rough. Like they went into Valhalla. And, they spray and like I shiny and chrome. I normally like Charlize Theron, but man, and and Tom Hardy. Right, Tom Hardy was even in Inception and Dark Knight trilogy. Wow, we've we've kind of gone full yes, circle there. We've gone full circle, Batman. That's like that's Deckard Kane right there. <laughs> Come, stay a while, listen. It's like the same. Bane and Deckard Kane are the same per, the same person. Phaedron says he's never seen the movie. Phaedron has never seen Fury Road either. I suggest Phaedron you watch Fury Road. Um, and Russell says he is or biased. Or Phaedron, or you could just lay on the floor next to your dishwasher and just like, like, just try to figure out what's going on just by listening to it. Like, don't turn it on or anything. Turn off all the lights in the house. What are you talking lay about? Lay on the floor and just lay next to your dishwasher. Okay, because that's, a- that's about the same kind of experience that you'll have oh while gosh. watching Fury Road. That is not the same. There's nowhere no, even close. It, you know what? If I is. look on like Metacritic, let me go to Rotten Tomatoes, Mad Max Fury Road. All right. Um, and the internet so will agree with all staying with us as long as you have through the freelancer codex podcast but this is what this, this show is now is people be the end of it like this, I don't, this is the end i don't know what you're expecting now this is the show now like if you're either into it or you're not right let's see mad max fury road furry road is not what i was looking up that's a different thing you don't don't go down okay. that road okay listen listen to this now you tell me who's wrong and who's right Okay. Tomato meter, ninety-seven percent fresh. Ninety-seven. Yeah, you're 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 watching audience, the wrong audience thing. score. Eighty-six percent. Rusted says Rotten Tomatoes is not the site it used to be. Not because of this, Rusted. <laughs> it can't be wrong on everything. All right. Anyway, Mad Max Ray Road. So I've been watching Ten. I really am excited for you to see it. I think Christopher Nolan can take a really cool idea, like the whole dream thing in Inception, and just play with that idea and make it into a story that is very interesting. Um, 
Tenet's cool, man. Like, I, Aaron and I enjoyed every second that we were watching of that movie. It had a lot of cool moments where you're like, what is going on? And it just kind of, I'm excited for you to watch it because then we can really talk about it. Um, Phaedron says, all I know I is will. that. I will. Don't you worry. Phaedron says, all I know Sorry. is that Steven doesn't like Last Jedi, so I trust him with my life. There you go. There you go. And, uh. But. <laughs> rusted in the I chat mean, is, uh, completely. Rusted says, yes, yes, strong female lead, so therefore must be raved beyond belief. I, the movie is really good. I don't understand why Rusted does not like in this movie. All right. So I watched Tenet. We have, like you, we've been taking, watching through a bunch of like movie series with my oldest at night. And we start, we finished, what did we finish? We finished Harry Potter. Then we did all the Star Wars movies. Now we're doing Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That movie is like better than it has any right to be. Like it's good. Like the battle scenes it's, are like it's, it's well done. It's like they use a lot of practical effects, and it's like oh, this is actually really really good. So it just and it's, surprised and me. And it's good, and it's a wholesome story, and I actually think it's acted well. Um, like oh, like the movie is great. Um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a great movie. Um, oh shoot, I just forgot the name. Prince of Persia. It's not Prince of Persia. Prince, Prince Caspian. Of Egypt. Prince Caspian is a little bit less in caliber, I think. I, w I would not even worry about Don Trader, Day Trader. Don Trader. Don Trader. Yeah, I, I, would, Dawn Trader. I would skip that one. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to continue yeah. to watch movies and introduce all the fun movies to my kids. All right, let's end this stuff where we talked about these things. Um, <laughs> Rusted in the chat says, these archaic concepts like great story or well-acted... <laughs> I, I like rusted i like <laughs> rusted's on one tonight what's the matter with being a well-acted movie i like it no he's saying that something that isn't very often because he's saying okay, it's an that's archaic what he's concept yeah because it's not because it's great stories i mean we could we could talk about last jedi until we're blue in the face let's not do that not all right well let's not acted do it. nor was it here. a great story to the point where, like, Star Wars itself is like, hey, just kidding. This isn't canon anymore. It was a dream that somebody had. It was a dream Ray had when she was sitting in a, in a broke-down AT-AT. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. I got to talk to you about something. Uh, thanks, Johnny Silverhand, for calling us in as we... Um... <laughs> Johnny Silverhand? Um, so Keanu Reeves plays Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk. That's where we just touched oh, our nice. uh, headphones at the same time, so I'm going to better clip that out. Faderson says, Peter bugs me. Russ says, Aussies have a dry sense of humor. Yes, Steve gets it. It is very true. All right. So a couple things that have happened. There's actually quite a bit of news that I wanted to talk about. The previous month has been pretty dry when it comes to news because all we've been talking about is complaining about bugs in Cyberpunk. But Square Enix has just trademarked a couple of things. They trademarked the term Ever Crisis and the first soldier in Japan. There's been a lot of speculation rolling around the internet. I'm sure Phaedron and his wife are very eagerly, very eagerly excited to learn more about this. I'm sure they already know about it. Um, but Square Enix has trademarked Ever Crisis. This is um, new because when you think of the games that they made called Crisis Core... Was it Crisis Core? I'm pretty sure it was Crisis Core. And so these are terms tied to the Final Fantasy universe. People are speculating, is it going to be a tie-in or DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake? 
Or is it going to be like the title for Final Fantasy Remake Part 2? Or is it going to be something different? They also like trademarked the Shinra company, which I think they had like Shinra before. But anyway, so this is exciting because there's finally news about more Final Fantasy 7 stuff. So does this mean that we're going to get Final Fantasy Remake too like anytime soon i don't think so it seems like they are going to be taking their sweet time with that if the second part was going to be released sometime this year i would have expected that they would have announced that um sooner or later we do know that people on the pc and xbox are finally going to get to play in april because the year-long exclusivity deal is going to be up then so i'll finally get a chance to play through the game i watched um Phaedron's wife's walkthrough or breakdown of that. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. Um, just because I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not too like worked up on getting spoiled about games. Like I just, I think the journey is more than just like, Hey, this happens here. It's like, well, I'm going to experience it myself. So I'm excited to finally play the game. I'm excited to see what this, what happens here. Like the soldier soldier in final fantasy seven is a big thing. So when they talk about the first soldier, is this going to be like a prequel? Is this going to be like flashbacks? Are we going to get flashbacks to like Sephiroth? Because what they did in final fantasy 15, they released the main thing and they did like little episodes for some of the side characters. So is it possible that they're going to do something like that here? It is. But even then, like, I feel like this is going to be pretty far out before we see anything come of this. Um, but yeah, just interesting and excited to get more Final Fantasy news. So yay to everyone that is enjoying Final Fantasy because there's a lot more of it coming up. Mike, you have never played Mass Effect. Do you know I have, I have, I think. Um, oh, no, Fa I didn't. I played mm -hmm. Warframe. Never mind. Yeah, that's totally different. Phaedron says, I wonder if a DLC will launch when Xbox and PC releases. I would be really surprised if it did. I would think that we would have heard more about it um, because that's coming up pretty soon in April. It's only about four months away. So I would be surprised if they dropped something, especially so soon after the remake. Well, I guess it's not that soon. It's going to be a full year, but I don't know. It could, I guess, but it, I don't know. Why would we learn about them trademarking it now? I don't know. Who knows? Square's uh, weird. They do whatever they do. They're probably it's probably gonna be like some weird mobile game that everyone hates. Like I know Square is like all about their mobile games that everyone's like continuing to play, and I get emails about it all the time. Come back and play this Final Fantasy game because we're doing this thing and you can wear this costume. I'm like, nah. Anyway, Mass Effect Legendary Edition appears to be coming in March. And I better timestamp that because now we're talking about Mass Effect. So this was kind of a leak or someone dropped it a little bit early of when this is actually going to be happening. So the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, it's a set of remasters of the original three Mass Effect games, could be preparing for launch in March. So a pair of retailers have listed the game release for March 12th, much narrowed from its previously vague 2021 release. Now, the big thing that we don't know we don't know how much of a remaster or remake these are going to be. I think it's probably going to mainly focus on remastering the first game and then just kind of maybe doing some upresing for two and three and maybe like simplifying how those saves carry over. So I don't think this is going to be like a Final Fantasy VII remake type situation. I think it's just going to be more of a remaster. So that's, I'm sure this is going to print tons of money for EA. There's a lot of people that love the Mass Effect series, a lot of people that have been anticipating this for a really long time, a lot of people that have probably have never played Mass Effect, like you and I, Mike, that 
are interested in playing through it, and this would be an easy way to do that. It's going to come bundled all in one thing. So a lot of people are going to be really excited about it. Um, let's see. Rusted in the chat says, Final Fantasy XI was the only Final Fantasy he enjoyed. I tried to get into Seven recently, a few months ago, but it was a pain with the Gopher quests. I don't know what Gopher quest you're talking about. Did you try the remake, Rusted, or were you trying the original game? So... So yeah, Mass Effect will be coming in March. I think that'll be a well-received game for EA, who loves to print money, and this will just be another thing that they will enjoy. So, it does it for them. Another thing you, that does it for are you gonna Are you going to pick this up? Any interest in playing through Mass Effect at all? Not a ton. Um, I mean, you don't have to ton. lie. If you're not interested, you're not interested, right? I'm not. I mean, I could, like I say, I... I, I I would like to be able to try and I'd like to want to try lots of stuff. But I mean, if it's like, it's going to really have to grab my attention for me to get on it, I think. And these are um, like, you know, 50, 60, 70 hour games. Yeah. I don't know if I've got that kind of time. What if you could play it in VR? That would depend on if it makes me sick or not. It shouldn't. It's like third person action game. So I'm going to give it a try. I already told people in the discord that I would give it a go. I would do my best to play through it. Um, maybe I'll do it if everyone agrees to do a Mad Max Fury Road watch along. Then <laughs> I will play um, Mass Effect. All right. Shall we talk about Sony? Because, you know, what is a podcast without talking about Sony? A good one. Roasted. So oh. Sony came out and they firmed up a couple of their PlayStation 5 release dates. Um, so Pragmata, this was Capcom's new action adventure game. It's one of, it's the one where there's, it looked really like futuristic-y, like weird things going on, dude in a spacesuit, little girl floating out into space. Anyway, um, according to a video presentation shown at Sony at CES 2021, which is happening this week, it is now scheduled to be released sometime in 2023. This is one of the games when they're doing their big showcase. They're like, look at all the games the PlayStation 5 has. And it's like, oh, yeah, but they're not going to be released for a really long time. So this has now been pushed to 2023. And just like we thought lots of games were going to be pushed, there's a lot of games that are going to be pushed. But there's still quite a few that are going to be coming out this year. So Project Athea, this was the title from the Final Fantasy 15 development team. This was the one where you saw there was this like weird, crazy looking dragon that was sitting down and it was glowing from the inside. Bunch of crazy things happening. Um, Fajan, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Um, and then Fajan's going to hit up Mike for about that dishwasher. Mike's repair bill is outrageous. I'm telling you. So project, yeah, project Athea is now is scheduled for release in January of 2022. It's designed for the PlayStation 5 and the Windows PC. And this was one of the things we were also talking about when they announced all these games that were coming out for the PlayStation 5. They were like, hey, this is exclusive. And they took away that it was going to be launched on the PC but now they say, hey, um, January 2022, one year from now, we'll be getting Project Athea, which is actually a little bit sooner than even I thought it was going to be because we didn't really get any type of gameplay. It was just a couple of, um, you know, 3D renders and some stuff going on. So it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, Square, they're putting out Project Athea. We'll get that one year from now unless it gets delayed, which is very possible depending on what happens this year. So Project Athea, January 2022. Um, a couple of the other things that have been confirmed. So Ratchet and Clank is still coming sometime this year. We don't know when. 
Um, Horizon Forbidden West is still also coming this year, still coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. The Returnal, which is look like that road roguelike looping game where you go, you die, you come back, and you are a lady out in space. So that is coming March 19th, 2021, this year. Kenya, um, Bridge of Spirits, which was a really cool-looking game, really stylized, very interesting, graphically-looking. That's coming March 2021. Solar Ash, which is a game I do not remember. I think Solar Ash is the... Um, shoot, was this the one that was made by the Hyperlight Drifter guys? I'm not sure. Um, but that is coming June 2021. Little Devil Inside is coming July 2021. Stray, which is one I was really interested in because there was just, you were a cat walking around this robotic universe where it looked like all the humans were gone and you were robots going around cleaning up trash. That is coming October 2021 and Ghostwire Tokyo, where you fight ghosts in Tokyo, is also coming October 2021. So... Sony confirmed a lot of stuff. If you own a PlayStation 5 or if you still own a PlayStation 4, there's still a lot of stuff coming to your consoles. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned this, that Kenya is coming to PlayStation 4. Solar Ash, Little Devil Inside, and Stray are all coming to the PlayStation 4. So that's what's happening there. Mike, do you want to tell me about this next thing that I'm excited about, this Konami X-Men thing? Oh, my goodness gracious. So Konami... And Rare's funny. Killer Instinct headline, the next batch of arcade one-up cabinets, right? So lots of cool stuff coming from Konami. We've got X-Men Live, which includes Konami's X-Men, Captain America, and the Avengers. The Avengers and the Avengers in Galactic Storm. So these okay, are, we, so real quick, these, these are, the, are the arcade yeah, one-up cabinets. You. All right, you just didn't say that. I want people to know what these are. Yep. So these are so these are the um, I don't know how to best describe them, but they're arcade cabinets. They're not. Stop it. They're not as big as regular arcade cabinets. So these are like those those ones that have been coming out. Um, we see them at Walmart a bunch, right? But there are three coming out. They're they're not full size arcade cabinets, but they they would definitely look good in a in a kid's room. Um, there's three options, the killer instinct option, the dragon's lair option, and then the X-Men. And they each have, um, three different games inside the cabinet. So like I said before, the X-Men live has Konami's X-Men, Captain America and the Avengers, the Avengers and Galactic Storm, the killer instinct console cabinet, um, has killer instinct one, killer instinct two and Battletoads arcade. And then Dragon's Lair comes with Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, Time Warp, and Space Ace. Um, so when these first came out, I was like, oh, man, it'd be so awesome to get one of these. When I first saw them, it was the, uh, it was the uh, Ninja Turtles one. And I thought, man, that would be super cool. And then, and then I wanted to get one for the kiddos. And then my wife goes, where are we going to put it? And I go, oh, that's right. Um, I wish I had like a game room or something where I could put them. Because these would be super cool to put in a game room, right? Um, nothing fancy, just actually they're, they are kind of fancy. They're just, cool. just fun stand up arcade, arcade type games. Um, you know, the old school type. So definitely things for the kids to try out if we even let the kids play them. Cause, cause man, I don't know if I'm going to let them play any of the retro stuff anymore. They made me mad with their gaming watches. So yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, the only reason I put this in the news, not because these things are like new, they've been doing them for several years now, but I was thinking about games that I actually would want to purchase one of these for. 
And like the Konami X-Men game is one of the few arcade games that we actually had at our local arcade that I played a ton of. Like it would be that and Gauntlet Legends. If they had one of these for Gauntlet Legends, I would purchase that. Um, But I'm actually kind of excited for the Konami one, for the X-Men one, because there's four players, there's four joysticks on this, on this unit. I mean, it's super tiny, so you're going to have to like be squeezing in there and getting really up and close and personal with people. But I think I might buy one just so I can have the X-Men one, because that was a really fun game. Like I'd play as Knight Rider, not Knight Rider. um, (laughs) You'd be Knight Rider. Sorry, Nighthawk. No, no. Night, Nightcrawler. Night there we go. Night Elf Mohawk. Night, I play as Night Elf Nightcrawler. Mohawk. Nightcrawler. That's what I said. So Nightcrawler. I played as Nightcrawler because he had his cool super where he'd zoom in all over the place. Um, so I'm actually thinking about maybe buying one of these. Um, but again, like I have the same problem. My wife it? would be like, where are you going to put this? And it's like, why did you buy this? It's like, what if I buy it and just leave it at my work office and I play it at work? Maybe I can swing um, that. Because you have to get work done? That's true. This is the thing that must be done. But anyway, I'm super excited about this thing. Um, is there a game, Mike, that would get you to like finally pull the trigger and be like, all right, that's the one I'm going to get? Because these games, we could all play other places. It's not like this is the only place you could play the X-Men game or the Ninja Turtles game. So I found it. It is It is $2,500. It's a Gauntlet, Gauntlet Legends arcade game it's 2500 that's a lot 2500 dollars. yeah there's got to be one cheaper um there might be but this one's the full size one man how's it look uh not like i remember i guess i don't remember the side art um it's probably i mean if it's where are you on are you on like ebay or something um i'm on mnp amusements amusement yeah, because there's probably like a lot of them that have like, this was what it was supposed to look like, but now it doesn't. See, look, this one says Arcade Machine, Atari Original Gauntlet, Perfect Condition. Uh, but this is the original one. Like, I want Gauntlet Legends. I want the good one. Yeah. I want the one that when you started playing it, like, hey, put in your quarter, like it started ticking down the health. Like, hey, sorry, your <laughs> your quarter bought you this, this much health. You better hurry up and get something done or else you will die yeah. and you will have to put more money into this machine. So... Um, but luckily we would just disable that and then we would go watch Mad Max very fun, right? Super fun, right? Just a button masher and yeah. So I definitely like gauntlet. I remember playing that one. Um, I think I would definitely have to go with like a a few of the shooters. Uh, what was it? Time crisis, time Time crisis. Yeah. Time time crisis. crisis, time crisis. Um, I didn't, other than that, I didn't get really too much into the, uh, the arcade type games. Probably like a really good basketball one. I would probably pull the trigger on, but again, that's even bigger than a than a regular stand up console. Like NBA so. Jam? No, like an actual. I guess I could do NBA Jam in console, that or not in console, but in a cabinet. That would be fun. Yeah. Or that you mean like the actual physical, like shooting the basket, getting the points? Yeah. Like yeah, you? I mean, why? That's a weird thing that see, you would. Well. Again, I mean, I would go outside and buy like a, my own basketball goal for that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's any. I don't think I'm I'm as attached to to the big standups like you were because I remember I remember when we would go to the arcade and you would was it Tekken that you were always on? Um, I played Tekken, Soul Calibur, and Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, so you were always on those. And what, and what would you and maybe do? Would it you had ju- a lot to do. with I wasn't very good at them anyway so i didn't 
when I did play, it didn't last for very long, so I never got like invested in them. Yeah, what would you do anyway? Just like go hang out at Foot Locker? Um, yeah, no. No, we had a really good pizza place in our mall. You'd hang out really at the pizza good. place? I'm trying to remember what I did. I don't know if I ever went to the mall. You spent a lot of time with with a cousin that took you to the mall a lot. I didn't. So I think that's where your I think that's where your affinity comes from. I don't think so. Anyway, um I, yeah. I think it's I think that's what it is. So that would be a lot of fun if I purchased one of those, but I probably won't because, you know, space, being an adult, fixing dishwashers. Anyway, let's move on to this next thing, which I think is what everyone is abuzz and talking about. Lucasfilm Games, new partnership means the galaxy's the limit. And that's the tagline they decided to go with. So a couple of things that happened. So today, Lucasfilm Games announced that it's entering a partnership with Ubisoft to create an open world Star Wars game. The title will be developed by Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, marking the first time that a company outside of EA has produced a Star Wars game since Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, ending nearly eight years of exclusivity. Also in the works is a new Indiana Jones game to be developed by Bethesda Game Studios, a newcomer to Lucasfilm and Disney properties. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, First, it is very interesting. So... Massive Entertainment, I believe they were doing the Wolfenstein games most recently. So it'll be interesting. Was it Wolfenstein? Or am I thinking... Let me see. Uh, I'm going to double check because I should have looked up before. Massive. So Mike, Indiana Jones. Talk to me about Indiana Jones while I look up this Massive Entertainment. So Indiana Jones as a movie franchise is actually really good. Very campy, um, action-packed, not a ton of like going on. What's in front of you is in front of you. Oh, sorry. But now is real, going, real quick before, going to before I'm going to head off. I'm going to head off these emails. Um, so Massive did The Division. I was thinking, why am I thinking of the guys that did Wolfenstein? Why, Mike? I don't know why. Because they, because machine games. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Machine games. Sorry. You may continue now telling us about Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Really fun movies um, being developed as a video game. I think could be really fun. When we were having our our pre-show discussions, I thought, well, how is Indiana Jones different from Tomb Raider, right? Because doesn't it seem like, I mean, it seems like because Indiana Jones really was a Tomb Raider, I guess, if you think about it. The original, Um, maybe. The what? Maybe one of the original Tomb Raiders. Right. So so I think this could be fun. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, I, 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 I like the idea. Again, with, with the way that I play games, like I don't know if I'll get to it or play it. But but definitely excited that it's coming out. Um, I like Indy. I like Indiana Jones. He's, he's a good guy. We talk a lot. Met him. You know, so, so Indiana that. is known for like beating up um, Nazis. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's that's what I was thinking of because Wolfen's because Bethesda d- did Wolfenstein, and I think this might be the studio. Um, there's a bunch of studios underneath Bethesda now, and now they're all going to be underneath um, Microsoft. So I think it'll be interesting that 
Microsoft is now going to have a competitor to the Uncharted series because I think this is where you would naturally want to go. Being developed by Bethesda, who makes a lot of different games, um, probably well known for their Skyrim games and their RPGs. So does that mean you'll be like using your whip in first person mode? Will you be a third person action game? When we talk about Indiana Jones, it's really old, like set back in the time where we were fighting Nazis. There's a supernatural element to all of it. We talk about, you know, movies like The Ark and the Covenant. We talk about the stones of, what are the, what are the stones called? The stones of Akinra, Aram. Uh, no, so that's that's a different movie. So so the artifacts that Indiana Jones finds are going to be The Ark of the Covenant, the, um, the oh shoot, I just lost it, the uh, Holy Grail, and then the uh, I don't know what those stones were. They were just stones in like know, an ancient stones in an me. ancient ancient temple. So do do you think right? they try to like retread like on movies? Like we totally we're not going to talk about you know I, the fourth one because that I, one doesn't I hope exist. Not. I hope not because then because then if, if it just becomes a movie playthrough, like I'll just go watch the movie if I want to do this right. So hopefully it's just Indiana Jones in some in some new, hopefully some clever kind of situations. And not just, and not, again, not just, oh, look, now here's the Ark of the Covenant that you know how it ends and and jump on this uh, tank because you know how it ends and stuff. So okay, it, so hopefully it, it's new stuff, but it, but it could be hard to get there. It, it's all coming back to me. So machine games. So in the little teaser that they showed, they showed a typewriter It moved over the typewriter. Machine games is on it. Machine games is the one that did, they're the studio that did the... Um, <sighs> that did the Wolfenstein stuff. So that's where I got that from. Um, it was like just in the back of my mind that I saw it. And then it kind of shows his hat. It shows the whip. So because there's a typewriter there, it suggests that it's not going to be like, hey, this is a new version of Indiana Jones. This is still back in the time. So machine games, they're known for like, you know, letting you shoot Nazis. If that's what we're going back for, going back to the well to like fight more Nazis, I guess that's cool. But I, I, don't, I guess I don't know what I want to see from an Indiana Jones game. Like, do, like, he's supposed to go and find the artifacts, but, mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's something, like, completely new, and it doesn't necessarily have to tie into anything that Indiana Jones did, like, movie-wise or other video games-wise, so they probably can just be like, all right, guys, you know, here you go, like, make a cool game. You know, previously, Disney's been, like, super, like, sensitive with all of their IPs and they do not like handing them out. Maybe with yeah. more of the success of Marvel and more of the success of Mandalorian and Star Wars and where that stuff's going, they're just kind of realizing, all right, maybe we can take some chances making this kind of stuff because it would be interesting to see that. But I don't know. Indiana Jones is like, it's cool, I guess. But I guess we just have to kind of wait and see what it is. Is it going to be like an RPG? Are you going to like be able to upgrade your whip? Are you going to be able to upgrade your hat and pick up your hat for more stats? Like, what are you going to do with your gun? Like, Indiana likes to shoot people a lot. So there's a lot of humor in that in those he, movies and stuff. He actually so. doesn't use a gun too often. He uses it um, more than the whip. He's always shooting people. He, I think he's only shot one person. No, that's not per true. Movie. Yeah. 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 For movie, he ate the brains out of a. Weapon. He ate the brains out of he a monkey skull. He did eat the brains, but that's not shooting people, though, no, is it? It's really gross, though. But I don't know. It's like it's it's cool to be like, all right, Microsoft is now going to have this competitor. Then we're like, well, if Lucasfilm Games is the IP holder, then that means they get to kind of decide if it's going to be exclusive or not. So, do you make your Indiana Jones game exclusive to Xbox and Game Pass? 
or do you put it over on PlayStation 4? So or PlayStation 5, maybe it goes to PlayStation 4, who knows at this point, but I don't know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um the other interesting side of news like we talked about is a Star Wars game um being developed by Massive. Massive known for The Division. Um if you put those two together, Mike, if you're like, all right, if start if a Star Destroyer um wrecked with New York City after the pandemic of the dollar flu, like what do you get out of that game? Is it just going to be like open world Assassin's Creed Star Wars? Is it going to be like bounty hunting division going from bounty to bounty trying to find Gorgu? Or what do you think we're going to get out of that? So out of this, I think I think what we get out of this is probably something that, that doesn't resemble either of those um, in, in like overall general theme. Like with Star Wars, you can make Star Wars pretty much look like anything, right? Because that's a huge, huge world. You totally could have uh, a theoretical planet that was um, under siege by some kind of plague, some kind of um, contagion that that wiped out the population. And now, and now, because you could have the division in space, right? Yeah. Because, like, you you obviously you seriously could, and there could be disease in Star Wars. Um, and, and again, we're basing that all off of everything that we know about the division. But but the things that I like about Divi- about the division that could come to a Star Wars game that I really would like is the weapon system, and being able because Star Wars has has tons and tons of very unique and iconic weapons, right? And to be able to um, to mod those and really customize those, that's that's kind of exciting. Um, I know that uh, I think it's Battlefield has a little bit of that where you can kind of mod your guns a little bit, your weapons, and change the way they look. But in this, where you can actually go in and add things, I think that's going to be a really cool thing. The armor of Star Wars is really cool. So I think your character could end up looking really, really good if they follow the division um, model of what of what went in because you could change everything from from toes up to the top of your head, right? So that yeah. was that was kind of cool. Um, as far as story goes, though, like the, the thing that I fear about Star Wars games is that so far it's always been um, they've all been Empire centric, which which is a very like like we know the story of the Empire. We know what happens to them. We know that they ultimately end up being defeated. So that any character, any character that we meet um, who is who's fighting for the Empire, we know that they're either going to have a demise or a change of heart, and they're going to start fighting for the, for the rebellion. So none of that stuff is like new. So it would be really neat to see maybe some maybe some characters who aren't associated with the Empire or or the rebellion in like a in like a big way you know knowing that those events are going on but still doing what they do back alley trades um maybe some bounty hunting that's been done in in the mandalorian though it's always been a huge part of star of the star wars universe bounty hunters but but it would be cool to see something that we don't necessarily expect to see yeah um cuz because it could be open up to it. That world can be open to so many cool things that we don't just have to follow the Empire, the Skywalkers, or 
or you know lightsabers you yeah. know as cool as they are like we can go beyond that so so i'm excited i'm i'm not so much surprised that we're seeing all this star wars stuff that seems to be the hip thing you remember pogs in the when we were kids um i actually think there were actually star wars pogs but yeah, anyway like like that's that's the thing that's out right now so i get it and i like the world i like the universe um i i hope that we don't get so much in the next year like we're going to year year and a half that we get burnt out yeah um so just a quick note, James Wow Wog, um, Lucasfilm VP of Franchise Content and Strategies says, I think where people get tripped up on that sometimes is like, oh, then it has to connect to everything else, talking about the games. And that's not necessarily what we're always saying, Wow told Wired. That will happen if it's right for the story. And I, I think you're right. Plus, we kind of... There is a large history of Star Wars. We talk about, you know, pre-High Republic, the High Republic, the Old Republic, the New Republic, all these different storylines that we really haven't explored video game-wise. Plus also, like, it, if someone's not designing a Mandalorian game, then they're just, like, leaving money on the table, right? Because of, yeah. the, of the impact that that show has made on everyone. Like... Like, I would be surprised if the first game that gets released off of this new stuff is not a Mandalorian game. Um, and I think it's interesting because EA had, was supposed to have this license for 10 years. And they're only going to have it for eight until they kind of like either contracts change or they're just like, all right, we're going to do this. Um they said here in the article, they said EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner to us now and going forward. That was from Sean Sopta, Senior Vice President of Global Games and Interactive Experience at Disney. Um, but I think they realized that, you know, EA just is not doing what they hoped with that franchise, which is one of the biggest franchises in the world right now. And, you know, EA has canceled a lot of Star Wars games. Like, we've gotten Jedi Fallen Order. Respawn did a great job with Jedi Fallen Order. It wasn't, like, my favorite game, um, but it was pretty popular. A lot of people really liked it, and they really enjoyed it. We talk about Battlefront. We have the Battlefront 2 debacle that had us talking about loot boxes for years. Um, we had Squadrons, and then those are really, like, the big three titles in eight years that have been released that, I mean, um, Fallen Order, I think, is, well... Battlefront 2 right now is like more popular than it has ever been. There's, they don't really have a way to monetize that as much as they probably would have liked to in the beginning. So it's not really doing much. I mean, I think the game is gorgeous. And like as far as Star Wars games go, it looks beautiful. But yeah, for, for them to have the exclusivity on the license for that long and to not really capitalize on that is going to be something that EA, I'm sure, is going to be kicking themselves in the pants for and be like, we... You know, they were right on the cusp of like Star Wars exploding again, and they just couldn't really capitalize on on that, which is which is really frustrating for them. EA put out a tweet saying, hey, we're still here, guys. We're still putting out stuff. I mean, there's still that rumored, you know, them making a sequel or something else is um, a part two for Jedi Fallen Order. So that's still on the table. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like or if they're working on something else. But I mean... You just, I guess it just goes to show like even EA, you've got to, you can't just sit on these things and be like, yeah, we can skate by you. I mean, they're still doing Knights of the Old Republic also, but I'm excited for other people to have the license to do something cool in that, yeah. in that universe. 
And like you said, I hope it's not just the same stuff over and over again. I hope they really like bring something new to the table and make it fun to play. Well, you know, and as and as much as we just get the same stuff over and over again, because you you kind of said this a little bit earlier when we were talking about kind of Disney and them um, being hesitant in parting with their parting with their properties. I wonder, like, like if when they do part with their properties, they give the studios like, well, you can do A, B, or C, right? From you can do you can do these things from this list that we approve of. And that's why it's all the same kind of stuff. I wonder if that exists anywhere or if studios really have free license to do what they want. They have the license, but do they have free license to do to kind of carry out their vision kind of thing? Yeah. Because with that property, like, like I bet you could, I bet there are some real, I shouldn't say I bet. I mean, you get on, you get on any fan forum and I bet there are all kinds of Star Wars stories that that you know blow people's minds all the time right different all kinds of different things but but what the studio really accepts as canon because that's what that's what most people accept expect everything to be right if it's in the star wars world world then it has to be canon and this really has to be done and and he really had to say this you know so yeah well all of these all of these games will be considered canon but there's like for the Star Wars team, I forget what interview I was listening to. It was um, it was one of the writers on Squadrons was leaving EA and just going on to do something new. And they were talking about their time with that, that Disney was really supportive of their stuff. But it was also very much like this is Star Wars. This is ours. And if we don't like something, then, you know, it just can't be done. And you kind of have to live yeah. within those confines. Because if someone like, hey, you've got a Star Wars license, I'm going to go make this game. And I killed all the Skywalkers, right? You know? Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that there. I'm sure there's a lot of red tape that they have to navigate to make sure that, hey, you can't ever show Mickey Mouse punching someone in the face, right? Um, right. Just kind of weird stuff like that. So, hey, Star Wars games. It's big. It's hot. Who knew? Star Wars is a popular thing. Mike, tell me about Harry <laughs> Potter, please. Unfortunately, because this is the year of, I think we need to add a uh, a character to the uh, to the uh, Chinese zodiac. What animal is always late to everything, right? Because this um, seems to be the year of lateness. Um, the sloth. So Harry Potter, the RPG, the Hog Hogwarts Legacy, delayed spoiler alert delayed until 2022 um here's a quote we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of hogwarts legacy from our port key games label the the, the developer said in a statement creating the best possible experience for all of our wizarding world and gaming fans is paramount to us so we are giving the game the time it needs um, Hogwarts Legacy is being developed by Avalanche Software, the studio behind the Disney Infinity Games, and published by Portkey Games by Warner Brothers. Um, this game was the game will be an action RPG and will take place at the famous school of witchcraft and wizardry. And this is before the movies that we know of. Um, so, so it's all pre. Um, I forget what it's called, the Dark War, the First War, whatever it is. It'll be set in the 1800s, so so way before that. It has been delayed to to give developers time to polish and to get it all up and running the way that they want it to be. Um, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm a little upset 
Um, Kai was getting pretty excited for that one when I showed him the trailer. He wanted to play it like right now, but he's going to have to wait until 2022. Yep. And we best get used to it because, hey, I would much rather everyone delay their games, though. Like, hey, let's not release bad games where people have to go into crunch mode in order to fix and, you know, working conditions start to suck at these video game places. Like, hey, take your time. If you need extra time, take it. I would rather them do that. And if anyone says I'd rather have the game now, then sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Except for Halo, that game better release. I don't care what the conditions are over there, 343. You release Halo Infinite. Release it to the people now, cowards. Anyway, um, thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us on episode 155 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Um, Rusted, thanks for hanging out with us all the way from Japan. Um, you guys are wrong about Fury Road. Let's all go do a Fury Road rewatch. We'll do that for one of our special bonus episodes. And again, everyone, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're live, whether you're downloading via podcast, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a family member's friend to go download Freelancer Codex Podcast. Even if they don't listen to the show, get those numbers up. Yeah. And until next time, please be safe. Make the world a better place. Leave it better than you found it. Later. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. Bong. You got to re-record that.